Welcome to Lombardi's Legends podcast and joining me is Dane and we just had the pleasure of interviewing a member of the 1996 and 1997 Super Bowl teams on the Green Bay Packers and Super Bowl 31 champion Earl Dotson um, and uh, what a great guy uh, what an opportunity to get to talk to Earl. Yeah just a great guy I mean total class act uh, played for the Packers for 10 seasons, played all 10 seasons of his career with the Packers. Um, great guy, shared some great stories. Uh, I'm not going to spoil it, but he talked about his travel getting to the NFC Championship game, and that's something that you just don't want to miss. <laughs> for sure. To and from. And uh, uh, certainly uh, relived some special moments, uh, shared what it was like to be inside the huddle with uh Brett Favre, and uh, what it was like to go across the line of scrimmage as a teammate uh, of Reggie White, and uh, w how uh, that impacted him uh, both as a person and as a player. So uh, this was an enjoyable one. Uh, sit back and relax and enjoy it. Uh, it was uh, really cool to uh, go back down memory lane uh, with another member of a Super Bowl winning Packers team. Uh, so uh, sit back and relax and enjoy. Uh, thanks so much for listening. Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go. in horseshoes and hand grenades There ain't no second place in Lambo It's a whole new game You either go big, go hard, or go on back home You got to feel it in your gut You better want it in your bones Next on the podcast here, we're so excited uh, we've got a 10-year Green Bay Packer, Super Bowl champion, right tackle, uh, Earl Dotson. Earl, welcome to Lombardi's Legends. Thanks for joining us. Oh, thanks for having me, man. Uh, thanks for having me, man. Thank you. We're we're just uh, we're we're really excited to have you on here. And uh, you know, Wags and I always say uh, we have a saying: once a Packer, always a Packer. So, Earl, what's it like to be a Green Bay Packer? <laughs> uh, to be honest with you, I, uh, well, of course, you know, I never played for another team, so Green Bay is all I know. But I have I have uh, teammates from college who play for all, uh, other organizations, and Green Bay is one in a million. You know, it's one of those teams to where you can see now guys come back even after leaving the franchise to retire as a Packer. It's a special place. It's a special organization, and the fans are unbelievable and i think that's why everybody gravitates towards green bay yeah and i mean listen you're a third round pick coming out of uh texas a&m kingsville they call it a&m now but i still i still call it a and i but see yeah, we're learning yeah. something new right away here <laughs> <man>. <laughs> yeah um, yeah so. you gotta remember daryl green john randall all that is a and i Okay. Okay. See, this okay. is good. Yeah, our, our part in our uh, thank you for correcting us. <laughs> so, uh, Earl, so, you know, 
on draft day, I mean, you're a third-round pick, and um, and you're coming into Green Bay, uh, one of Ron Wolf's early picks. And, uh, I mean, the Packers at this point hadn't had all that much success. So can you walk us through a little bit of what, what uh, draft day was like for you? <laughs> well, real funny story. First of all, I just, I, you know, no, no offense to anybody out there, but I was not expecting to go to Green Bay. And, you know, let, let me break it down to you. I'm going to go back a little bit. Um, you NFL, during pro day, NFL scouts come to your school and they work you out. And I had numerous uh, teams come work me out, you know, just get a feel for you, see how you fit into their program. Um, <laughs> Green Bay came work me out. And the coach at the time, the offensive line coach, he came out. And I really didn't think he liked me, you know. We came out, you know, most coaches are working out for an hour, two hours. We spent all of 20 minutes on the field. You know, he asked me to pull right, pull left, a couple other things, and that's it. We went inside, we did a little film talk, a little chalkboard talk, and he left. And I remember thinking to myself, man, this guy hates me, you know. Well, <laughs> drop day, drop day rolls around. And, you know, um, I wasn't expecting to go. I don't know where I was going. Let's let's be real about that. I wasn't even home for draft day. I was at the car wash. <laughs> I was actually washing my car when my dad came around the corner and told me to get home because Green Bay is calling. And I got the call. And once once I got it, I just never looked back, you know. I think it was a perfect fit for me. I came from a small town in Texas. I played ball at a small town in Texas. And then I ended up in Green Bay, which – um, like you said, another small town feeling, and I think it was just the right place for me at the right time. Yeah, and Earl from Beaumont, and you are a Texas kid. I'm guessing through and through. Yeah, you have to break out a map to try to figure out where Green yes. Bay was. <laughs> man, man, you 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 hit it you hit it on there because you got to remember that was before the whole cell phones and all that. So yeah, that's exactly what me and my dad did. I had to figure out first of all. Well, Wisconsin was, we drew a line. <laughs> I, I, the only coat I owned at the time was my Letterman's jacket from high school. <laughs> so I was not prepared for Wisconsin. But like I said, I, I learned real quick, and like I said, I, I love it up there now. I love it up and, there. And, and yet, you touched earlier, you didn't play anywhere else in your whole career. So rare, even then, uh, to, to play a full career in 10 years with one organization. So, yeah. you know, you came up there and um, you had the opportunity. And we forget that that was, that was actually a pretty young team when you came in and joined on. So yes. uh, what were some of your first impressions then when you arrived in Green Bay for those uh, rookie <laughs> orientation and, and then getting into training camp? When I, when I first got there, I was a little shocked, you know. I was a little shocked because, uh, you know, Green Bay – Lambeau Green Bay, it wasn't what it is now. You know, a lot of people, you know, a lot of these younger cats don't understand that. Green Bay came a long way. You know, we was we was kind of we was kind of at a point to where, well, we wasn't kind of we was at a point to where it's a rebuilding process for Green Bay. Like you said, Ron Wolf had taken over the reins. You know, Holmgren was there. They had just got number four in. Reggie came in, and then we was part of his first draft class. So this is a whole new experience for for everybody, but the thing I what what really helped us and I think was carried us so you know 
what helped us to get where we was going was the guys that he put in that locker room. You know, to this day, it's not a guy that I can run into now and we still can't, we we can still sit down and act like we've we seen each other every day for the last 20 some years. You know, he, he did a good job at that. So like I said, it trumped everything else that I was kind of worrying about when I first got there. And we just, we just enjoyed the ride. It was, it was a, it was a hell of a ride, you know? Yeah, it, it was. I mean, and you talk about some of these teammates. I mean, over that 10 year path, I was looking, you know, a, a lot of characters. On that a lot roster. of them. A lot of them. Yeah. Yes. So who, who are a couple of the guys that cracked you up the most, uh, in that locker room? Oh, because, my, I mean, my, there's so many personalities. By far the funniest two guys that was in our locker room, George Koontz, the the doctor of defense, hey, one of the funniest guys you ever meet, and Wayne Simmons, uh, you know, rest in peace and God bless him. You know, he we lost Wayne, but Wayne Simmons, that's two of the funniest guys you would ever meet, and they had the whole locker room crying every day with something that they had they said or did. You know, they they made. <laughs> They made work fun. You know, it, it was to the point to where we'll get done at practice and guys wouldn't even go home. We'll just sit around the locker room playing backgammon, playing cards, and joking around with each other. You know, that's the kind of family we had when we was done. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and there's always a fine line, right, between having guys that like to have fun and guys that are a little bit over the top when it comes to the character and personality. Yeah, you got to know – sorry – you got to know when to cut it on, cut it off. And and these guys, like I said, they were clowns, jokers in the locker room. But when it came to time, when it came time to work, meetings, practice, game time, it was all business. You know, we practiced like we played when I was there. You know, that's why I showed up on Sundays. You know, it, speaking, it was. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I was going to say, speaking of some of those practice battles. You know, you you were facing off against, you know, one of the best defensive lines, particularly in that 96 team, I think not only in Packer history, but in NFL history. Oh, yeah. And so, so tell us a little bit about what that was like, uh, just on, on the practice field and in training camp, uh, well, and how that, they need to be a better player. It, it did. And, you know, like my first day walking out there, you know, I'm I'm from a small school, Texas A&I, Kingsville, Texas. You know, you don't just, you know, you got to fly into Corpus, rent a car, drive to Mexico almost to find me. I'm from there. And the first time I walk on the field, it's Reggie White standing there. And that's the first guy I got to go against. That was terrifying. <laughs> terrifying. I ain't going to even lie to you. I grew, up, I grew up idolizing this guy. You know, mm. I just seen what he did. But you know what? That's why Reggie was such a class act. You know, he could he could have beat me down the, from first day to my last day as a Packer, but he didn't. You know, he he helped me. He helped me grow as a player and as a man. To be honest with you, you know, he was just one of those guys. He'll pull you to the side. He'll talk to you. He'll tell you what you did wrong. And to be honest with you, he made Sundays for me easy. You know, don't get me wrong. I ain't trying to say it was a cakewalk. Well, it's a lot easier than dealing with him every day of practice. Yeah, and what did uh, – I mean, you're talking about, about in our opinion, the greatest pass rusher of all time yes. in Reggie White, right? I mean, it's just no doubt about it. 
what were these Coach Holmgren uh, practices like for you? Uh, what was your experience in that? Because, you know, you hear the stories come out, but um, you lived through these, and I heard that some of those days were pretty tough. Oh, yeah, that was tough. You know, I think what kind of helped me out, uh, helped me out, those where I came from. You know, we had three days back in my day here in college, you know. So we, we grind, we, you know, we battled here. So, go, you know, coming in as, uh, young guys got into the league and homegrown practices, they was hard. But you know what? That's what you needed to do what you had to do on Sunday. So no matter how much you hated it, you know, we knew it was necessary that we practice like we played. And, you know, I can't, I can't emphasize that enough. That's what we did. And that's why it showed up on Sundays. So, yes, it was grueling. It was mentally tough. It was physically tough. And like you said, we're going against some of the best, you know, defensive ends. Uh, you got a Gilbert Brown over there that you can't move. You know, you got linebackers. I mean, but it was all, you know, it was a plan. They had a plan, and it worked, you know. And all we had to do is, is follow is follow their lead. And like I said, it worked out for us. It worked out for us. I'm so glad that's the way. And that's the team that I went to. And, Earl, you kind of came in right when things started, all the puzzle pieces, just right at the start of when things started to come together. Yeah, so when it was you know, those, plugging everybody yeah. in, yes. In those first couple seasons, um, it was just starting to maybe, you know, lay the groundwork and put things together. And you guys were definitely very competitive, um, but also going up against, some of the uh, stronger uh, Super Bowl winning uh, teams, uh, particularly of that area era, and the uh, 49ers and the Cowboys. And um, so, talk us through those first few seasons then, and you know how things were coming together, and and how guys started to believe, believe in each other, and and when you could feel in the locker room that something special was really building. Oh. Uh. Like I, said, I think it was around my second year where I felt like the pieces was, was starting to fall in. You know, we we was getting better. You know, we you know we, we was winning games. You know, guys was happy. We was young, and like I said, when when you young and you enjoying what you're doing, it wasn't work. It was it was fun. It was a game. It was football, and like I said, we enjoyed doing it. So it was it was good for us. But I think what when we finally like clicked, I think it was like ninety four, ninety five. It was like we could do this, you know. We we had problems. We could get past Dallas. That was always our issue, you know, that Dallas. And we will always play Dallas and Dallas. And we always said if we could ever just get them in Lambo for this game. And we finally got them. You know. And I, I think I think that was like the turning point for this team. Like, you know, we knew we could play with the big boys. San Fran you know, we, we battled with San Fran, and, and towards us getting better, we started to dominate San Fran, you know. And it's just, it was just a little progression as we went, you know. Yeah, and I mean, I, I'm, just, I'm just starting to get chills. I'm thinking about this 96 team, and, you know, I, so I remember that 95 team, uh, tough uh-huh. ending, right? And, I mean, who could forget that? And the 96 rolls along, and you know, we're all of a sudden, you know, the Packers are, we're right on the cusp of something. You all are on just on such a cusp of all of this. Um, once the season starts, do you have any memories that kind of stick out um, from, yes. you know, 
Yeah, you know what I mean? Because you just had, uh, there was just some defining moments. I think of that San Francisco game. I think of some defining moments as a fan. But from you on the inside of that locker room, um, you know, what, what, what was going through your mind when you, when you all start just, uh, you made Lambo well, feel very special? Well, the first thing that stood out that year, if you remember, number four called it. You know, he said we was going to two vote. You know, that was pressure right there. You know, but he believed what we believed in the locker room. You know, he spoke for every guy in our locker room. We believed that we could do it. And, you know, and, and we had fun that we had fun that year. You know, we was we was beating teams to at the point we'll get in the fourth quarter and you start pulling out starters. You know, that's how that that, that, that season was rolling. And then we get to Carolina in the in the championship game and that's by far is my favorite game. Because you know, we don't. We 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 just had to get past that. You know, and I I swear every guy left everything they had on the field that game. If you look at that game, and I just remember, you know, funny story. I that morning I wake I wake up. I li- I used to live right. Um, would it be behind Lambeau Field, over by the Red Lobster and all that? I used yeah. to live right there. You know, so. I come out before the game, time you know, time to report. You know, put up my garage to pull out. People done parked in my driveway. Oh my <laughs> god, damn! You know, so it's like I got two choices. I I could be I could be a you know I could I could be a dick. Sorry, I don't know if I can say that on here. And Go call ahead. the tow truck and get them towed. Or I can walk. I say, you know what? I'm gonna just go ahead and walk. You know, so I walk to work. Man, we have we had a hell of a game. I remember, you know, my teammates. I'll do it. I'll give you a ride. I said, nah, don't you worry about it. Dude. I'm gonna I'm gonna enjoy this day. I walked home, and I swear, along the way, I, every tailgate party that was on the street, I got a beer. I was drunk by the time I got home. <laughs> but but, it was, but like I said, I remember that, and that's that's like something that will always stick in my mind. You know, the day the day just started off a way that. No matter what obstacle was there, I knew it was going to be a good day. And it turned out, hey, we was on our way to New Orleans, you know? Wow. Yeah, and it's funny. When you say you're walking to work, you're walking to the NFC Championship game at Lambeau Field. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that was, nice, that was a nice, brisk morning walk, right? I, it's just, that's just kind of get the yeah. blood going a little hey, bit. But, um, I, had to, I had to get down. There hey, was no Ubers and, and stuff back then, so. Yeah, Earl, I think I have a feeling that if you wanted to walk around Green Bay before or after the games, anytime you're up there, um, you probably don't have to work too hard to get beers. So I'm sure <laughs> no, that's not at all. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So I, hey, I want to go back to that that team. Certainly, obviously, we all know. Brett Favre, Hall of Fame quarterback, he's your leader. Everyone follows him. But a little underrated, or maybe quite a bit underrated, I think, is how good that offensive line group was Um, with yourself and the rest of the guys you had there. And then you having uh, Edgar Bennett and Dorothy Levin just coming in and starting to to make a name for himself uh, that season as as things roll along a little bit. So – what was that like? You know, did did Brett? I'm sure he respected the running game, but 
did uh, you guys have to remind each other once in a while you, you lost a few receivers to injuries, um, or was Brett pretty much just like, no, I'm happy to hand the ball off and, and let you guys do work? Well, that's that's the good thing about Brett. He was a selfish guy. You know, like I said, a leader, you know, a leader a leader don't put himself first. You know, he lead by example, and that's the good thing about this guy. You know, yes, we had to run the ball. We lost some receivers, but that's, you know, you have to do that. You got to run the ball, pass the ball to win in this league, especially when it comes down to the playoffs and the conditions that come on the San Fran game, you know, even the Carolina game. The conditions kind of dictate what you do. And, yeah, we, you know, we, we either get the the props, the accolades that a lot of other offensive lines got, but you know what? It doesn't matter because at the end of the day, the final, the final say was that Super Bowl, you know, and that's all that matters. We don't need the all pros and all this and all that. Like I said, we showed up for work and we worked. That's what we was there for. That's what those, big, those five big guys. And the tight end was there for was to work when they needed us, and that's what we did. Yeah, I mean Frank Winters, Timmerman, and you—are you kidding me on that side of the line? Uh, well, I'm uh, telling you, Timmerman. You know, I was so hurt when I was so hurt when they had to bring Timmerman back. Yeah. That guy there. Yeah, you know, I, I think me and him just we formed a bond to where I knew what he was thinking, he knew what I was thinking, and we had, you know, we had something special on that side of the line. You know, and I, I was really sad when they when they. You know, they let him go. Not let him go, but let another team get him. Yeah, that was a – I mean, it was just a special time, I think, in Packer history, that offensive line with you two there in particular. I just – we think fondly of that time. Um, So talking a little bit, of course, uh, talking about Brett Favre, what's he like in the huddle? I mean, you all play some (laughs) pretty serious games together. Yeah, but that's that's, that's – that's like I said, that's the thing about, about Brent. You know, that's how you know you got uh, you got somebody you could you could really follow. Because we could be down in a game, and this guy still joking and laughing in the home. You know, we've never been in a game where we thought we couldn't win. Because, you know, we all we had to do is say, okay, you know what? Let's stop playing. It's time to go to work. But the jokes was always there. You know, you can't be too tight too wound up to where you can't enjoy the game. And let's remember, at the end of the day, football is a game. You know, we played it as kids in Pop Warner or Little League to have fun. And as grown men, if you if you can get to the point to where, you know, you can have fun and win games, you can't ask for more. And that's what we had. And he was the main reason that we had it that way. And, and did did, you know – Certainly, Brad and, and, and Chewie and, and Frankie were kind of the three amigos, right? Did, did they, yeah. ever, they ever get kind of giddy at each other? You said you're, you're having fun out there. Did they ever get at each other a little bit during the game? Not in a destructive way, but kind I of know, like, I, all right, no, guys. No, no. no. And you know what? That's, 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 a, that's a team killer. You know, mm-hmm. we, all saw the, we all saw the Chicago-Dallas game, right? Yeah. You know, you saw you saw the breakdown on the sideline. You you never saw that on one of our Green Bay teams. You know, that's something you don't do. You you know, everybody gonna make mistakes and it's very seldom come down to one play that determines win or losses. You know, everybody's out there trying their best. So the thing is you don't you don't you don't belittle belittle anyone, you don't jump on anyone, especially in public. 
yes, if, if we got to correct something in the film room, <laughs> you're going to get it, you know. But you don't do it, you don't do it the way that we saw Dallas going about doing it. So, no, we, it was nothing like that. So, uh, you know, you talk about the, the um, respect and, and love you have for your, your teammates, and we want to be respectful of your time, but we, mm-hmm. we, we certainly noticed that, uh, you know, you've been doing this Packers tailgate tour um, this last, earlier this year. How fun is that? It looks like you, you all are having a blast out there. Yes, it's a blast. You know, that's the, that's the, the, the good thing about Green Bay. Um, they bring back they former players and you know they put them they give them opportunities to help still reach out and help society and the, the town of green bay and the, and the fitness you know it, it's good to get back and reach out and get reconnected with with people who have supported you for most of your life you know like i said green bay gave me my lifestyle i have now it gave me the opportunity to see things that you know what i probably would have never did without you know without the chance so I'm grateful, and like I said, the organization is a class act. And, yeah, and before we wrap up, I mean, we do have to ask you a little bit about the Super Bowl. I mean, how did you feel walking in there? You go to New Orleans, right? You're going down there um, playing New England, and, um, you know, it's uh, do you have any favorite moments either leading up to the game uh, and that, the, you know, there's so much hoopla going on, prior to the game itself or, or during the game, and what were your emotions walking on the field uh, for that first time on Super Bowl Sunday? It was, it was, it was, it was uh, surreal. You know, um, you know, like I said, small-town kid, now, now I'm in, on the biggest stage in sports. You know, nerves was everywhere. But like I said, we knew we had a job to do. And, you know, my, my I guess my fondest moment was, it was two of them. It's when Brenton hit um, Antonio for the long touchdown and then Andre Rison. Because I think that's two guys that really deserve to shine in a Super Bowl, you know. They they was workhorses for us that whole season, and they deserved those, that moment. And then Desmond, of course. You know, Desmond relaunched his whole career, and – came out MVP in the Super Bowl. That's amazing. You know, it, it was just, you know, it was just a special feeling. It was it was hard to just contain it to one moment because I was so happy to see so many guys, Reggie White, you know, all the years of being great, finally got a Super Bowl trophy. I think that's probably was the, 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 the thing that really, um, really excited me the most was seeing him be so happy to finally get to the point to where he was never able to get with any other team he was with. So I say that'll be my moment right there. And it says a lot about you that you talk about your favorite moments from the Super Bowl and you're talking about all your teammates and their success. And I think that that shows the recipe for success that Green Bay had in 96. Uh, Earl, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, we really appreciate thank you, it. sir. No problem. Yeah. Thanks for having True me. True Lombardi's legend, Earl. We really appreciate it. And, uh, you know, one of these, one of these, uh, years, uh, we're hoping that, that you get the call, um, and, uh, get that adjusted. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I don't know what's going on with all that, but I guess hopefully one day. <laughs> uh, 
we're, we're gonna push. We're gonna push. We're gonna be pushing for it on our <laughs> social media. I know that. Well, thank, hey, I really appreciate that. Anytime you need me, you know you got my number. It's nice talking thank to you. you. Thank you, Earl. That's Earl Dawson, Super Bowl champion from Texas and I. There we go. (laughs) And Earl, we always like to finish it off with a Go Pack Go. So say it with us. Go Pack Go. Go. (laughs) Thanks, Earl. You have a nice night. You too. Thanks.